Greetings and salutations, listener. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalt. And this week, what are we talking about, Coco? What did we watch last night? On the latest episode of Coco and Dalt's, we're reviewing volume two, not to be confused with season two, of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. If you're listening to this in real time, it was just released two days ago. On Monday, we are recording this on Wednesday. Yes. It's six episodes. They're each in the 35 to 50 minute range. They So they're really easy to get through. Uh, episode one is about a Vietnam war veteran and presidential advisor, former who was found dead in a landfill in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Episode two is about a lady whose identity is completely unknown, who was found dead in a hotel room in Oslo in the 90s. Episode three is about a convicted murderer and serial rapist who escaped from a shopping mall in Ohio in the 70s after he and some other convicts were allowed to go Christmas shopping. Why not? It's just as absurd as it sounds. Episode four is about the tsunami in Japan in 2011 and how many people in that town saw ghosts for a couple of years afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's not all like murder and kidnapping. There is some paranormal stuff as mm -hmm. well. Episode five is about a woman in suburban Detroit who police believe that she drowned herself and committed suicide, but her family does not think that that's the case. Mm -hmm. And episode six is about two uh, toddlers in 1989 who were snatched from a park in Harlem within three months of each other, and they are still missing. So that's kind of the rundown of the episodes. Uh, adults, what'd you think? Well, we should also say that we uh, reviewed season or volume one earlier. We did. Normally I say that and I completely forgot. So thank you for taking on my role this But episode. that's okay because you're really easy to look at. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I know that's why you bought me, but, not well, not anything else. That's part of the deal. <laughs> um, so, and when we reviewed that particular volume of unsolved mysteries, um, just to review po uh, the podcast and listener, you can listen to it if you want to. Yeah, please go back in our archive and find that episode. My biggest problem was there was no Bob Stack. Right, and there's still no Bob Stack because he's and, still dead. And there's still no Bob Stack, and there's no Bob Stack hologram or uh, proxy it's still hostless and they go right into these things and it's just like a traditional documentary but so, they do show his silhouette in the opening credits like a, right at the very end in so. a creepy kind of way yeah the music is still creepy so. well and i don't think you really know like if you don't know what robert stack looks like you're like who's that guy right this is basically for people who watched the original series back in the 80s and 90s is it like, like a is that like an easter egg oh maybe yeah. I don't know. So uh, so why, the reason I mentioned the first volume is that, like you said, Coco, it wasn't all just death and mayhem. There was in the first volume uh, an episode about an, a UFO, suspected UFO abduction in the Berkshires, which is not that far from here, actually, as the crow flies. And in this one, there, were the, there was the ghost tales from uh, Japan after the tsunami. Um, I, uh, I still didn't really like it all that much. Um, I mean, here's the thing with, with me on unsolved mysteries is that I want them to be solved. <laughs> right. So to me, it's like watching a two act play It's like, Hey, here we go. Set it up. Here's the conflict. And then no resolution. So, I mean, that's not, um, 
I mean, it's well done for what it is. The storylines are, are done well. There's compelling evidence. Uh, there are the, this, all the key subjects of each one of these docs is talked to. Um, the I have to say the tsunami one just kind of didn't feel like it was part of this at all. Now, I know that I said that the uh, UFO thing was interesting, but I'm not sure what the unsolved mystery was about that particular episode. Like the, the UFO was, that was mysterious. It was like, what, what happened to these people? And all these de- people that didn't know each other had the same experience. And, you know, if you have any more information, you can contact. Whereas the tsunami ghost one, they didn't do anything at the end saying, if you've seen ghosts, contact unsolved.com. <laughs> like there was no, there was nothing at the end. There's no bumper at the end saying, you know, if you have more information. So that to me felt a little jarring as to why that was in there at all. Um, but the other ones were really well done for what they were. I, I would really, I would love to see solved mysteries right. as a series. And maybe they're <laughs> going to do that later on. Um, I know they didn't do that with the first iteration with Bob Stack and all the gang. They would update whenever like somebody was apprehended or like a missing child was found. They would update. But... Right, right. But what I would look for is like a feature that's 45 minutes long and it includes the resolution inside mm-hmm. that 45 minutes. Sort of like a, I mean, maybe that's a that becomes just another documentary. It's not the the idea of this. I mean, the idea of these uh, is to very much appeal to the public to solve them for them. So it's a little bit of a riddle. I've talked a lot about this. What do you think, Coco, <laughs> about these episodes? Well, I could tell that you weren't into it because <laughs> the first night this came out, we watched the first two episodes, the dead guy in a landfill and the lady in Oslo who mm-hmm. nobody knows who she is. And I was really creeped out by the lady in Oslo. <laughs> And like I went to bed after, like I went to the bathroom and I was brushing my teeth and I kept looking at the window in the bathroom like, is somebody watching me? Mm-hmm. So the next day I was like, it wasn't oh. me, by the way. It wasn't you. No. The next day I was like, oh my God, I was so creeped out by those first two episodes. And you were like, what were they again? So <laughs> I knew that you weren't into it because, you know, you were just, you couldn't it went even out remember. Of my... Like 12 hours later, you were just like, oh yeah. As soon as I got up out of the couch, they were out of my mind. Yeah, totally. So I, uh, over, I mean, I like, I've said before, I like the true crime genre. I did like this. I was like you, like the ghost one didn't super do it for me. Like it was interesting, but I thought the UFO one was a little bit better. I do like, yeah. however, that it's not all yeah. murder and kidnapping and rape and right. stolen cars. It's, you right. know, they, they do, they do some other stuff as well. They do branch out. Um, but, I agree. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the ghost one as much as I liked the UFO one. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and maybe it's because the first one we watched it six months ago, I feel like the first season just had, I don't know, like the, the first one, I, I feel like it was maybe the storylines were more compelling but then Mm -hmm. i think at the other like five non-paranormal ones from this season and yeah you've got the guy found in a landfill who's like bipolar and was Mm -hmm. apparently having some kind of break Mm -hmm. in the 48 or 72 hours before he was found dead in a landfill you've got the lady in oslo who was maybe some kind of east german intelligence officer assassin or something like that. yeah because like the the norwegian journalist who's been on a mission to find out this lady's identity for 25 years talked to like a norwegian intelligence guy and this guy was like oh yeah she was totally intelligence like this has all the hallmarks Mm -hmm. like they cut the tags out of her clothes so you can't tell where she's from and she checked into a hotel without a credit card or any id and that makes me wonder like was the hotel in on it because who how did that that was dodgy. Yeah, how did that happen? And then she wasn't in the hotel room for 20 hours, so she was probably doing a mission or something. Mm-hmm. And then 
yeah, like the... She was at a conference for assassins. Right. And then the journalist was like, but the door was locked on the inside. And the intelligence guy was like, oh, that, that's nothing. We can, we can get past that. And I was Silly like, human. So that's why I was so creeped out. You know, it's like pitch black outside and there's no curtains on the window. And I'm standing there brushing my teeth. And I'm like, oh, God, some Norwegian spy is looking at me. through." So I was Meanwhile, like, it was just a bear or something right, like that, totally. or a deer. Yeah. And then like the crazy one from Columbus in the 70s where the guy's just out creeping. Christmas shopping, right. like the convicts got taken out of prison to go buy tchotchkes at the mall. And then they're shocked when the guy doesn't turn up to the prison shuttle a few hours later. I'm right. like, what? On the honor system. Right, totally. So like, it, and then the lady who drowned and apparently everybody in her family wanted her dead, but the cops are convinced it's a suicide. Like, so I'm thinking about the non-paranormal episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. I'm like, those were actually some really interesting ones. Mm-hmm. But I think the first season was just better. Was it the novelty factor? It might have been the novelty factor yeah. because that was the first time, you know, it had been on the air in 20 years. And right. even without Robert Stack, I will say I I did like that they didn't try to get another host. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I did. I feel like we also reviewed a couple weeks ago American Murder: The Family Next Door, mm-hmm. which is another true crime documentary. Clearly, but that, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, which you totally should, please go back and find it. Mm-hmm. It's Unsolved Mysteries is very much a typical documentary. Like there's reenactments and right. like all the key people who aren't dead or probably in prison are interviewed. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there talking to the interviewer. You know, it's a very familiar setup. Whereas American Murder, none of that was the case. It was all from in the moment, like police body cam footage when they responded to the call and interrogation room footage from the police station and news reports from the time. So I, I don't think Unsolved Mysteries would lend itself to that format. Like, I think Unsolved Mysteries has to be in tr- the traditional, like, documentary box. But, so I'm wondering if maybe there might be room for Netflix to do more American murder documentaries using all that in-the-moment footage. Right. Like, so I think I think there's room for both things here. Yeah, and I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to the true crime docs. It's not like the, I didn't like the genre or anything like that. I just... Having, I'm very much a list person, so I like to check off my lists. And you do. You have the list on the refrigerator of like all the groceries we need. Right, stuff. exactly. Yeah. And my list in my phone of things that I need to do every day or every week or whatever. Wines that I like. Right, wines that you like and what <laughs> coffee to buy and all that, these things. So I'm very much a list guy. And this watching this kind of thing is like a box unchecked to me because mm-hmm. it's not complete. And... That's the that's the biggest issue I have. Like the the stories were all compelling. They're all important stories. I mean, they're all uh, they're not uh, unique. The other part of that is too is like one of them was the child abduction from Harlem. That was heartbreaking. Like those mothers completely who were interviewed. Like I oh god that. Was but it was not unusual. Like child abduction is not unusual. I mean, it's heartbreaking, and I'm not minimizing it whatsoever. But. These ones seem to be, and then a woman who went missing and then was perceived to have killed herself. Uh, that's not unusual either. You know, like these are more common. I, I find these stories to be more common than the first volume. And maybe I'm just misremembering it, but it just seems like these were kind of everyday mysteries. Mm-hmm. Whereas the original idea of, not the original idea, but my perception was that these were a little bit more fantastic. So if this is going to be like a routine where they're doing them every 
six months or something yeah. like that. Um, I think this will be a great service to people who are mm-hmm. involved with this because you're going to get some clues and you're going to get people saying, oh, yeah, I saw that guy. And when they the, the one part that was really fascinating to me was when they were doing the uh, age-specific drawings. So they were right. pitching ahead on some of these people who were gone missing, like some of the little boys who had been uh, kidnapped um, and what they would look like now. I would watch uh, a documentary on just that. Right. On how they go about that. I know this is not new news to anybody uh, and how they, they recreate it with the clay on the face and the skulls and everything like that. Um, that's not unusual or new, but I would certainly re- I would certainly watch something like that. And so that's where I am with this kind of genre is more like the how. And these are really well done again for the for what they are. They have the they love their drones. They got a lot of great drone footage, <laughs> right? Um, and they, it sets the the tone really well. And the fact that, for example, uh, in the one where the woman goes missing, they actually had the B roll was all from the winter time, which is when she disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they were talking about her walking into the lake in February and it actually was June and, it, and you know it's a completely different thing. So there was some time taken here to to do it right. Uh, which I think is is the way to go when you're recreating these things. You don't want these fake recreations that just, you know, you can see the, the guy is clearly not the, you know, he's clearly four feet taller than the description <laughs> or whatever. Right, it's like Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher. Like, right. <laughs> Jack Reacher looks like Dolph Lundgren in the books, but somehow he got played by Tom Cruise in the movies. I knew that somehow we'd get a Tom Cruise me- reference in this <laughs> into this podcast. I think that's the only Tom Cruise reference I've ever made in any of our podcasts. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I uh, I think that this is a good series if you're into this kind of thing. Um, I'm not going to recommend it in terms of just because I don't like unresolved. <laughs> unsolved mysteries. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries. Exactly. It's like truth and advertising. Yeah, these are unsolved. But I knew that. I was just, this is just all relationship brownie points. This is why I was watching it. And we also knew like this was going to be a fast, easy watch right. because the first season was six episodes. Yeah. So we figured this season would probably be like around the same. And like I said, they're every single one of them is under an hour yeah. by quite a bit in some cases. Yeah. So it's you can knock this out in one day if you want to. We knocked it out in two days. Right. Um, I will say this is also really good for in the time of corona because you don't need a lot of interaction. Like you can do the documentary style interviews without with social distancing. Yeah. And the recreations, I mean, unless two people are needed, like unless you need to show somebody snatching a lady as she's trying to get into her car like sometimes you don't need multiple people for that you just need one actor and a skeleton camera crew Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know maybe there's plenty of unsolved crimes out there so maybe until things get back to normal and we can go back to full big productions like we might be seeing more of this like maybe you know one volume will come out a quarter instead of twice a year what I liked about the recreations, I'm not a big fan of recreations generally, but they seem to have gotten, for the most part, the cooperation of all the principals involved. So when I say that, it looked like they had Gross Point Farms police cars mm-hmm. when they were doing these recreations. And whether these were, they didn't look like they were CGI'd or anything like that. They looked like they were the legit thing. And when the woman was disappearing from the church, uh, they had the the church in in mm-hmm. uh, in question, and they had all the the cars and everything like that. Like it seems like they're doing as best a job as they can to recreate these things as as uh, authentically as possible. But uh, it's still, again, I, I go back to it as like, yeah, I I I need a resolution. 
Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your fault. Sorry that you went into it knowing you were going to be disappointed. (laughs) So, so, uh, you would not recommend it because of the no resolution, but otherwise, what would you give it? I would, uh, (laughs) well, I think if you know it going in, like you're, Mm -hmm. if you know it's unsolved, then you're probably going to like it. And I mean, I knew it was unsolved, but like Mm -hmm. I said, relationship brownie points, but, um, I would give it, I would say it was a good, I don't know, reporter notebook to reporter, like reporter and a half notebook up that's probably that's a that's a really strained uh rating <laughs> like maybe maybe two maybe one and a half sirens up i don't know there we go yeah i'd give it like a b would you i'd give it a solid b yeah the the production oh, you didn't that, like it as much the, the uh well i'm trying to think of what i've given like a's to and mm-hmm. i try to like go based on that like i wouldn't our love you've given our love a's our love is like an a plus 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 it's like the godfather part one of of love godfather jaws and uh <laughs> la confidential LA Confidential, all wrapped up into one coming to america <laughs> major league yeah now who's earning the valuable uh, relationship points now right totes. so yeah so i give it a solid b the production values were good the storylines were all interesting the, the paranormal one was the least interesting one mm-hmm. of the bunch but it was still interesting but Mm-hmm. I did notice myself like yawning and fidgeting more through it, but that might have also been the fact that it was the very last one that we watched right mm-hmm. before bedtime on day two. So I was just really tired, and it was I, also longer too. Right? It was longer. It was it was forty five minutes or yeah. so. It was one of the longer ones. I noticed you were fidgeting a lot during that one too. Yeah, so. I think there was a couple of times when I got up and did stuff too. Yeah, and, and you were just like, oh, you don't have to pause it. Yeah, just like I can watch it from the kitchen. Yeah, I'm gonna go empty the trash. You know. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. Don't pause it and it'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. um, I did like the paranormal one for its uniqueness. That was an interesting story. And then also the monk guy who was helping yeah. out, he was he gave it some legitimacy too. So, you know, again, uh, I thought it was out of place. But as a, as a story, I thought it was very interesting. And that's another thing. It took place in Japan and they don't limit themselves to just America. So in this season, they had a, you know, a, mystery in Norway and a mystery in Japan in Mm -hmm. season one they had a mystery in France and they might have gone they might have gone somewhere else that season too so I like that it's not just because the world is so small today from a communication standpoint Mm -hmm. like I can open up Facebook and the world is at my fingers or Mm -hmm. Google or whatever so it's such a small world and you never know like Maybe somebody in America who went to college with that East German spy lady in the late <laughs> 80s is like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. That was a good little story. Um, but I can see why they did that. Like, you're not going to really have that kind of thing in the States. I mean, it probably mm-hmm. exists in the States, but I don't think you're going to get the cooperation of, like, Interpol and right. the equipment, you know, the FBI and CIA and stuff like that. So I, th- I thought that was a very... That was a very interesting little story in itself. But again, like, I, I want to know what happened. I'm dying to know what happened. <laughs> right, totally. I'm shocked that that lady's DNA didn't pop anywhere. Like, no no matches popped anywhere. Like, even like a familial match for somebody. Well, maybe there's a thread here. Maybe she was uh, from the UFO from Volume oh, 1 yeah, in uh-huh. the Berkshires, and she landed then and then became part of society. Yeah, they did say that uh, they believed her birth date to be between 70 and 72. And I think that UFO incident happened in the late 60s. So Ooh. hey, Ooh, Norwegian investigative journalist, call Coco and Daltz. We we solved this sucker for you. 
This is what we should do. We should solve them all. Oh, yes. Clearly, the guy was ordering pizza. He wasn't anywhere close to the murder scene. <laughs> the crime-fighting podcasting duo. <laughs> From our armchairs in <laughs> suburban Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would like to call us and have us solve your crime or uh, whatever. Or order us pizza. Oh, yeah, please. As long as the crust is vegan. You can get a hold of us at CocoAndDaltz at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at CocoAndDaltz. You can find us on the interwebs where we review things that we don't talk about on the podcast at CocoAndDaltz.com. But if you'd like to stick to the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us there. Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I've been forgetting to mention that one the past few times. I'm sorry. Uh, IMDb, Ghana, if you're in India, and we are also now on Amazon Music. So we are very excited about that. Please find us on Amazon. So if, uh, if we are the oxygen to the podcast world, would we be on iLungs Radio? You can't see it, listener, but I'm giving Daltz a look like I just smelled a fart. So that probably will get edited out. Uh, But thanks for joining us, listener, for another week. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Daltz.